Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, and welcome to the special edition of All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and today is a special edition for two reasons. First, because this is for adults. This is an adult-only edition of the All Things Catholic podcast. I know many families listen with their kids. Today, it's just for mom and dad. So heads up on that front because of the topic we're going to be exploring for parents. Uh, Secondly, and even more so, it's a special edition because I have a wonderful guest joining us, my wonderful wife, Beth. Welcome back to the show. Hello, everybody. So good to be with you. We're going to be talking about a chapter in our new book on marriage called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. We've been doing a number of episodes related to different chapters, but today is is an interesting topic we're going to be looking at here. Just a little. <laughs> so this is one that uh, a lot of people don't talk about, or maybe people have a lot of questions about. We certainly, as we mentor young couples, they've got lots of questions about this as they're preparing for marriage. But we also hear from couples that struggle in this sphere of their marriage, five years in their marriage, 10 years in the marriage, uh, this place that's supposed to be a wonderful place of joy and unity uh, can sometimes be a source of tension. It could be a source of disappointment. It could be a source of frustration, a source of sadness. We're talking about marital intimacy today. We're talking about the church's vision for this, but we're, we're not going to get into the heady theology of marital intimacy. We, we've done shows on that at other points. We're going to talk more about the role of marital intimacy in the relationship between husband and wife, how God wants to use this to bring husband and wife closer together, and, well, and some of the challenges we face, some of the maybe hurts and disappointments sometimes couples can have. Uh, what is this really all about from a Catholic perspective? And we want to hear from you as well. So uh, we meant to do this last time. I forgot to ask you all this, but I'm going to do it here. We want to hear your questions about marriage. Uh, Any questions you have about marriage, about family life, please send them to me at info.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri at gmail.com. Perhaps you've been listening to Beth and I. We we did a series in June. We've been doing recent episodes here in October, going into November. So maybe there's a topic that you heard and it just sparked a question. You're wondering, how does this apply to your life? Send your question to me, info.edwardsri at gmail.com, info.edwardsri at gmail.com, anything related to marriage and family life, even the topic we're looking at today, marital intimacy, feel free to send your questions there, and we're going to do a, a, a Q&A episode uh, coming up it's soon. It's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I love Q&A, so really, take that to heart, whatever it is. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear from you. And be, I'll be honest, this is why when we go do talks at parishes and dioceses on marriage. I love Q&A. Oh, man, it's my jam. Way it, more than giving talks. It, it, it's awesome. And we love to hear. We learn a lot, actually, yes. of where couples are at and what are the things that they're asking about. And so you can send your question and you could send it anonymously. You can just say, I don't, you know, please don't mention my name on air. <laughs> That's fine. I won't do that. We get it. Um, we, want, we can keep it private. You know, if you don't mind your name, I, may, I usually don't give full names. I say, hey, Chris from Iowa, you know or something like that. But if you want to be completely anonymous, just let us know in the email. Don't worry. Info.edwards3 at gmail.com. So we're going to do this as two parts here. So the first part, we're going to talk a lot about preparation. We're going to talk about the things leading up to the marital act itself. And all the advice that we're going to give you comes from the, the best marital advice we ever received. And it's from a unique kind of person, wasn't it? <laughs> Not someone you would predict necessarily. 
a celibate priest gave us the best <laughs> advice about sex and intimacy. A celibate priest, like what does a celibate priest figure. know? But it was really, it was just, and, and I'm talking not just again the theology, but the real practical, like how how do you live this as husband and wife? What 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 is what is the ideal that you're aiming for here? Uh, and it's really transformed our marriage. It shaped it in so many ways. And this celibate priest is actually someone I think most of you have heard of. His name is St. John Paul II. <laughs> he wrote a wonderful book called Love and Responsibility uh, way back when he was young, a young priest. And you may be wondering, but why would you get advice from a guy that's never done it? You know, he's never had that experience. You know, he's not married. Well, why would you turn to him? Well, John Paul II addresses this right on the opening paragraph of his book, Love and Responsibility. He, he says, you know, I may not have, a priest may not have firsthand direct experience with marital intimacy, but he brings a much broader and richer secondhand experience from his counseling and working with couples and and hearing from a wide variety of marriages. So Beth and I may be able to draw from our own personal experience, but JP too, he was able to hear about the struggles, the joys, the difficulties, the challenges from a whole bunch of kinds of couples, different personalities, uh, different kind of situations, uh, young couples, older couples, couples with kids, couples who couldn't have kids, a wide variety. And he sees various themes emerging. And he wrote this wonderful book, Love and Responsibility, and uh, addresses a number of these topics. So we're going to share with you, and we want to be clear, a lot of what we're going to share with you is based primarily on what we've learned from JP2. So this isn't just our own personal advice. This is advice coming from a great saint. So with that, let's take a look at the the first thing, you know, that we talk about here. So honey, one of the things I know you like to talk about when we do our presentations together is this idea of JP2 saying husband and wife coming together is we need to have a healthy emotional climate. What does JP2 mean? A healthy emotional climate. I thought this is just, you know, the world says, you know, marital intimacy is just about sex it's and physical, pleasure. Yeah. It's physical. Why why is he emphasizing the emotional climate? I just feel so seen with this phrase because the emphasis is on the emotional sphere, the heart sphere, which is, I think, this is a generally speaking here, not always, but that's kind of the realm of the wife, the woman. Um, because we do feel things more, we sense things more, and that's just how we're wired. And so I think wisely, John Paul II is intuiting that it's it just takes more for the wife to enter into the space of physical intimacy. And how does she do that? There has to be connection between husband and wife at different points throughout the day in order to, to prepare her heart to receive her husband and to give herself to her husband in that intense physical way. Yeah, and, and this idea of the you know, the woman, you know, and the, and the heart and the emotions, that's actually something JP2 teaches. He he talks about how men and women are different. We've talked about this, I think, just a couple weeks ago, uh, that men are more sensual. Doesn't mean women don't have sensual, physical desire, uh, but men have it more intensely. And women are more emotional, he says, as a deeper, richer emotional life, a, a deeper ability to enter into the feelings of others, a deeper ability to connect with others, relate with others. Uh, and that's the great genius of femininity. It doesn't mean men don't have feelings and emotions, but women have a richer emotional life. I mean, and we had people live inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> if you've given birth to children, you know, like, and the, it's 
continues to be that way, you know, that we have a great ability to enter into that realm, the space of another. Um, and we want that with our husbands, but we want our husbands to pursue us in that space as well, to make time, to make space, to, to invite, to think about, to wonder, to ask, to really seek our heart and to enter into our world because especially like, I mean, just speaking for myself, over the years as a stay-at-home mom, there can be a great sense of loneliness and isolation in giving yourself, laying down your life for your husband, your spouse to build a home day after day, month after month, year after year. So to have your husband to have the ability and the wherewithal to see I want to know what you experience. I want to know what brings you joy. I want to know what brings you sorrow. I want to know what you're concerned about. I want to anticipate different parts of, of your stresses and your life and, and meet you in that. Um, and I think that's what all women deeply long for is someone that, that sees us, knows us, loves us, and can enter into that and, and, and want to enter in. And when that happens, the woman, the wife is more open, more prepared in her heart to, to enter into the physical yes, intimacy. Yes, absolutely. I, I think this is, this is an important thing. And again, going from JP2, John Paul II says that women have a special right to this because of the way that they're wired. They have a, a greater right for their husbands to enter into their hearts, to know what's going on. And what happens, honey, when you know a man? You know, not that I would ever have done this <laughs> over the years, but no, never. You know, uh, when when a, a man like wants, you know, is, is more wired sensually, and they want to express love more physically, but they're not connecting heart to heart. And so it's like, hey, I want to express love. How does a woman receive that when there hasn't been a lot of investment in her heart and really knowing what's going on there? Well, it, it can be a bit jarring, <laughs> to be honest, at least in my experience. It's not, it's, I, want, I don't want it to sound like a slam on men at all, because that's not it. It's more just, you know, as women, what is the, the analogy, the chalkboards versus the file cabinets? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Women are wired to see a chalkboard. We can have dinner on the stove, be texting a friend in need, knowing exactly what our kids are doing, wondering about our child at their soccer practice and, you know, being curious about our sister in another state who's getting ready to have a baby. You know, all at the same time, you know, we can be at least have a hand in each of that, you know, within us. Whereas husbands tend to be more like file cabinets, you know, compartmentalized. You have to pull it out. You have to select it. You open it up and that's what you're focusing on. And then you close it and put away, put it away. So I think for us, like oftentimes, again, generality here doesn't apply to everybody, but physical intimacy <laughs> doesn't have a place on our chalkboard <laughs> Many times, especially if you're drowning, you know, or if you're in the home and you have littles who are on you all day long, it's just not part of something that we think about often. Yeah, it's not, it's not it may not be on the chalkboard it's or it's not, it's not a big item on the chalkboard. Whereas right. for many men, it's like the file cabinet. Okay, I've got work. Okay, I got to go mow the grass. I got to go pick up this kid. Okay, oh, and can we have marital intimacy? It's just like a, like a, one item and it's all of a sudden- But it's a big part of your file cabinet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's a file cabinet and it can be jarring, right? Yeah. Like if there isn't this connection, you know, and this again, going back to John Paul II, like what is the marital act really all about? It's not just about physical pleasure. That God gives it such great pleasure because mm -hmm. of what it's meant to point to. It, it point, it's meant to express a deeper interpersonal union. In other words, that physical union, 
uh, of the bodies is meant to express a more personal union of husband and wife, a, a spiritual union. Uh, I, I express it this way. It's like the physical uh, in giving their bodies to each other, they're giving their very selves to each other. And so the, the marital act ideally is meant to express what exists heart to heart. In other words, there's already a heart-to-heart connection, a deep union between husband and wife, but then the, then the physical act is more deeply expressing what already exists. But when a, a husband is, can you imagine being married to somebody that that's just busy all the time, honey, and, and is you know doing many projects, and sometimes can be forgetful and not thinking about you know, oh, what is my wife thinking about right now? What does she need? And what's she going through? Can, can you imagine that? Ever I ever? played the fifth. <laughs> You know, and then, so if I'm not investing in in my wife's heart throughout the day, throughout the week, and then all of a sudden there's just this desire for this physical act, that act ends up not being as as beautiful or as unitive as it could be. And and so it's a great lesson, and GP2 is reminding us, particularly us as men, that we want to establish and build, again, what he calls a healthy emotional climate. Uh, between husband and wife, and do we make that a priority? Because our our, our wives will be m- not only willing, but just more prepared and, and, and able to enter into the physical intimacy more uh, if we've invested deeply in her heart. There's a verse from the Song of Songs that says, your heart is a garden locked, my sister, my bride. And so I think, I just love that verse because I think it speaks so well to woman and that there's so much inside of us, but oftentimes it's it's locked away. And so to have our husband's desire to enter in and to allow them to enter in with whatever we're carrying, whatever's on our heart, that there's a safety there and a security in sharing that with them and knowing that we're not alone in that. It's not only good on the friendship, you know, connection level, but that is a building block that then leads to a richer deeper life of intimacy. And you often talk about how the marital act is like a barometer in a marriage. What, what do you mean by that? So just the because it is like the climax of your relationship, you know, no pun intended, it is a way to tell how the marriage is going. Not like by your technique or by pleasure or whatever, but but your emotional reaction to the sometimes jarring question of, hey, tonight, you know, <laughs> like if, if us as women are kind of like, uh, you know, there's a hesitation, that's something to think about, pray about and be, and just examine within your heart, like what's going on. Oh, I'm still harboring a little bit of resentment from what happened yesterday. And so that's a, it, it's a barometer in the sense that it brings things to the forefront of, I need to talk to you about this. I know you didn't intend this, but when you said this or did this, it made me feel this way. And then you have kind of a, a resolution. Um, and then there's greater unity, which then leads to greater, deeper physical unity. But if we're not connecting on that emotional level, I don't feel safe to say it. Yeah. 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 And you're not as interested in, and <laughs> I'm not as interested. Yes. You know, yes. Um, you know, what, one last thing we'll, we'll cover here is the idea of Sometimes people say things like, just, you know, if you're having a fight, you're just, you know, struggling, just go have sex. And that's somehow going to solve all the problems. What, what, what would you say about mm, that? I would say sex is not a Band-Aid. I mean, it's in a sense, yes, you could slap on a Band-Aid, right? And go your merry way. But 
whatever problem is there is still going to be there. You know, you're going to create oxytocin by coming together, but that oxytocin is not going to see you through and just be the magic (laughs) fairy dust cure all that you're hoping it to be. You know, there's still deeper issues that you need to work out. There's deeper issues you need to confront within yourself, within one another, and really come together mind and soul and then body that will just enrich your life, enrich your family, um, enrich those around you. Like there is a way through, but we have to be approaching things rightly and and from a well-ordered perspective. Yeah, it seems that there is a sense and oh, every marriage has little struggles and you have little hurts and little disappointments that come up all the time. And, you know, and then when a husband and wife comes together in marital intimacy, each spouse, they tend to overlook those things. And it's, we're not talking about that. I think we're talking more about like right. those deeper seated right. challenges in marriage, like a, a, like a, a recurring pattern. And there's a deep hurt and a deep wound, mm-hmm. you know, simply just pressing the sex button doesn't just make those problems in marriage go away. Um, it doesn't mean that you withhold marital relations from yourself. And and yeah. I do want to speak to the women. Like I'm saying a lot about, you know, what they need to do. But sometimes, ladies, we just need to love our husbands in this way. You know, maybe they've had a rough week or we've not had time to talk heart to heart or really connect. We don't want to lord it over them and be like, no, I can't because you said this and I'm going to not do this because you did that last week. Like, no. We committed to love our husbands. We took a vow to love our husbands. And this is the only way that they can receive this particular type of love through our self-gift, which we said we would give them. Yes, there's reasons. Yes, NFP. Yes, all these these things. But but the default, and, and I'm speaking to myself too, is should be yes. You know, yes, I want to talk about this thing. Yes, there's something going on. But yes, I choose you, I chose you, and I will choose you again. Amen. Well, a lot more can be said on this topic, which is why we decided to break this up into two sessions here. So if you have any questions on this topic or anything else related just to marriage from the other episodes you've been listening to, send those questions to Beth and I. You can send them to us at infoedwards 3 at gmail.com. That's infoedwardsri at gmail.com. Will that be in the show notes? That will be in the show notes as well. And if, by the way, if anyone, I'm glad you brought that up. If anyone has not on my show notes, we give a lot of outlines extra quotes and free resources sometimes. And you can only get those if you get the show notes. Just text all things Catholic to 33777. So just the word, all all one word, all things Catholic, lowercase, just all things Catholic. Just send that to 33777 and you can get the show notes uh, and it comes to your inbox each week. Uh, Mm. So this is just part one. Part two, things get even spicier. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell you, no no kids listening here, right? We're going to talk about what JP2 holds up as the ideal for the marital act, and that is reaching climax together. Men and women respond sexually differently. Uh, how how do husband and wife come together to reach climax together? We're going to talk about that uh, in the next episode because JP two does, and hope you know we're we're talking about it in a modest way, but we want to at least address the wonderful insights from this great saint. All right, check out our book if you want to learn more. It's uh, we have the that's the very last chapter in our book called uh, "The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful: The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life." That's what we're sharing from that last chapter in the book here on marital intimacy. Thanks so much. God bless you, friends. 